Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we believe, Lord, that you shall anoint this teaching. It will not be just words that come out from a man's mouth, but will be the words that come out from the mouth of God. You anoint my voice. You anoint the listener or hearer. And you, Lord, speak to them, shine the light of the truth upon them, so that it will not be just a head knowledge, but it will be a practical lessons will be the revelation from Holy Spirit that we can put into practice every single day. Father, I pray that your people will grow in faith and develop spiritually. They will not stay the same. They will be able to one day be a blessing to other people instead of depending on other people to pray for them all the time. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to continue the session, and this sermon is Exercising Authority Part 2. I'd like to review a little bit. In the camp, we learn many things, and I'd like to read a few scriptures to review a little bit for those who didn't go to camp and for those who forget the sermon. In Romans chapter 5, 12 to 14, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. We have learned that all these thousands of years, death or Satan has reigned and ruled in this world. That's why we can see calamity, destruction, sickness and disease, and curses all over the world. If you look all over the world, you watch TV, you read newspaper, you see many, many problems because Satan has ruled and reigned in this world. But thank God, that is not the end of the story. You need to understand that at the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he gave dominion to mankind. And there was no death in the beginning. Trees did not die. Animals did not die. But after sin entered into the world because Adam rebelled against God and obeyed Satan or the serpent, death reigned humanity. But thank God, Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says, For if the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Much more, thank God, much more, not less, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life, will reign now in this life through the one, Jesus Christ. The devil has blinded the eyes of many believers throughout the world. The second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 says, Whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe? Many Christians have been blinded by the enemy. They believe that they live in this life defeated. They can yield to sickness and disease. The devil can get all over them and you cannot fight them. You cannot do anything to them. That is a lie of the enemy. Many people think that there's no way they can overcome sin and curses. There's no way we can see miracles in the church. That's why Paul warned in the Bible that there should not be only the form of godliness in the church. Come in singing a few songs, singing nice worship song, and then listen to 15-minute sermon, and everyone walk out, still the same. Never grow, never change, never see any miracle. That is not the Christianity of Peter and Paul and John and Jesus Christ. In the New Testament, we can see that miracles happen. The disciples ruled and reigned over the enemy. They performed miracles, signs, and wonders. It's interesting. People have the doctrine 
to say that the apostle died already. Therefore, there is no miracle today. And I, I was thinking, interesting idea. Why the medical science has been improving every year? The medical care has been improving every year. But Christian in the church think that we are much less than the time of Paul and Peter. Actually, I expect today will be greater than the time of Paul and Peter, because as we worship the same God and the same Spirit, and we still have the same anointing that they have. So we should be able to rule and reign and overcome sins and bondage and curses and problems in our life. Amen. We should be better than the New Testament disciple that we read in the book of Acts. We should get better than them. Amen. Jesus said, "The work that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than this you shall do." So I know that the devil is not happy with this series of teaching, because God's people are going to be set free and have different thinking. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15 verses 55 to 57. I'm reviewing from last sermon. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thank be to God, who gives us the victory. We can rule and reign as king. Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As Christians, definitely God never promises immortality. One day we will leave this physical body. But thank God, we can say to hell or to Hades, "Where is your victory?" Because after we die, our spirit. Will leave this earthly tent or this tent of clay, and we will be in heaven for eternity. Death in hell cannot take over us anymore. We have victory, amen. And we can have dominion and authority and power to rule in this life over sin, curses, and bondage, and sickness, and over the work of the enemy. Romans chapter five verse twenty one. So that as sin reigned in death. Even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why when Christian died, we don't need to feel sorry because they will be in a better place. Amen. If I die one day, please don't have a sad ceremony. You should have a party, dancing and singing and having good time because I will be a better place. You should not cry because Pastor Lau will be with the Lord for eternity. Amen. We should not be afraid of death anymore, because there is no the power of death in hell cannot rule over us. Last time we learned that we were created to have dominion. The book of Psalms say that. The book of Genesis say that that God gave dominion to Adam and Eve. That is the original plan of God. And if we learn from the book of Revelation chapter twenty-two verse five, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp, no light of the sun, for the Lord gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. This is our future. The Bible said that in our future, we will reign forever and ever. So the beginning we reign, Adam, humanity reign. At the end, when Jesus come back to establish His kingdom for one thousand years, we will reign forever and ever. So we are in the middle right now. Therefore, we need to learn, warm up to it. We need to learn how to reign now before we get there. Do you see? I mentioned last time. If you want to be a champion runner, what do you do? Watching TV, put your feet on the couch. No, you run. You need to run so that you can be champion. The same thing. If you want to learn how to reign in eternity, you need to learn to how to reign now. And last time we talking about how we can reign as king. Let me read this scripture: Revelation chapter five, verses nine to ten. I'm reviewing right now, so you remember what I say in the camp. And they sang a new song, saying, "You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood." Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings, not beggars, and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. How many people believe that we can reign on the earth? 
Everyone say dominion. Everyone say authorized. Everyone say empowered. Everyone say I can reign on the earth. I can reign in this life. I have been practicing this teaching on my own life, and it really works. And it works. I even practice in the Facebook. A lot of people want to be my friend from another country because they listen to my podcast teaching, so they they want to be friend. And sometimes they Facebook me and say they have problem and this problem. Could you pray for me? I don't pray for them. What did I do? I spoke power and authority into that Facebook. And in 24 hours, people Facebook me back, wrote me back. Oh, it works. Now the problem is resolved. So I practiced what the Bible say to me and to my own life and to people around me. If you remember in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 4, we read last time, Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Everyone say word. How does a king exercise authority? He speaks. Is that right? A king will not get into the hammer and the equipment and build something himself. He just speaks. And then a lot of people doing the work for him and get the job done. The same thing as king who rule and reign on earth here. We need to know how to speak as a king. We read the book of Job chapter 22, verses 21 to 30, 21 to 30, that described the evidence of being a king. Let me review a little bit. I read 21, 23, 24, and 230. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby, good will come to you. Everyone say, good will come to me. How many people like that? Good will come to you. Verse 23 and 24. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. Everyone say built up. Good, build up. You will remove iniquity far from your tent. Then you will lay your gold in the dust. That is prosperity. You have too much gold that you can put the gold in the dust. You don't have to put gold in the safe anymore. You have too much gold. And the gold of offer among the stones of the brooks. Verse 25 to 27. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him and He will hear you and you will pay your vows. Verse 28. You will also declare a thing. Everyone say declare. Is that a king? A king declare. And it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. When they cast you down, you will say, exaltation will come. When people curse you, you say, no, blessing will come to me. Then he will save the humble person. He will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered. I mean, those who are in trouble will be delivered by the purity of your hands. This is the description of a king who has all the good come to him, the gold, the prosperity, and the light shine before him, the king. And not only that, he has so much in authority, he speaks and things happen, and he will be able to help other people who get into trouble. He can help those who are in need, those who are sick. I pray that you, all of you will not be baby Christian forever. The last thing I want to do in this show is to see you guys stay like a baby Christian. Never grow up and rise up. You need to grow in faith. You need to grow in authority. And you will be able to exercise your authority on earth here. Not only for yourself, but for other people who get into trouble. Amen? We want to see people grow and change in the church. And now we're going to come to the sermon today. We're going to look at how Jesus exercised authority as the king. Let's say together, where the word of a king is. Everyone say, where the word of the king is. There is power. Let's say with me. You will also declare a thing. And it will be established for you. I will declare a thing. 
and it will be established for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at the life of Jesus. Jesus is the best example, and we need to follow his example. I tell you, this teaching is really important. The key to your victory. If you miss this kind of teaching, you will live a life under the oppression of the devil all the time because you don't know your authority. Luke chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. Going to look through the life of Jesus now. Now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum, and a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, everyone say, heard about Jesus. How does faith come? Come by hearing and hearing of the word of God. This centurion heard Jesus, heard about Jesus. He had faith. He heard. He sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do was deserving. The centurion was deserving the mercy of God. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. One thing that we learned from this lesson is that this man actually was not a Jew. He was a Roman soldier. He was a centurion, a commander of an army. And he was involved in building a church. So I want to encourage all of you. Every Christian should be involved in building the church. Should not be only the preacher and pastor and prophet and evangelist. You don't come to church and say, hey, I just come to fulfill my religious ceremony, religious obligation. I'm not involved. You need to get involved. That's why I prayed a while ago that we should be able to see the job that we can have time to serve God on Sunday and get involved in a care group. We should get involved in serving the Lord together. Amen? And you're going to find the special grace from God when you build His house. Everyone say, when I take care of God's business, He will take care of my business. Amen. God take care of my business because I take care of his business. This centurion built the synagogue, built the church for God. And what happened? His servant that was very dear to him was very sick. He was not a theologian. He was not a pastor. He was a commander of an army. And he sent people to Jesus and asked Jesus to come and heal his servant. Look at what happened in verse 6. Then Jesus went with them. Jesus was merciful to the man. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. We can learn another Lesson from this story. A lot of people who give a lot of money to the church will be having a different kind of attitude. They will say, hey, Jesus, I give a lot of money. I build a house. I give love offering to the church. You need to come. If I ask you, you need to have time for me and show up. But this centurion has different attitude. You know why? He realized that you cannot buy God. You cannot do a lot of good deeds and pay money to the church and say, I buy you, you owe me something. He come to God with a humble attitude, depending on the grace of God. Amen? By the way, you cannot buy any healing. You cannot buy any salvation. You cannot buy anything from God because it was paid for. Jesus already paid for your healing, your blessing, everything on the cross. You receive those things by faith. The reason you give money to the church is that because you love Him and obey Him. You cannot use money to buy anything from God. God doesn't care about your money. God wants your heart. So don't come with the attitude that I give money to the church and then I will demand my pastor to do anything I want to. Not this pastor. You cannot buy me either. I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. Amen? Hallelujah. So it was paid for. And this centurion understand the principle of dominion and authority. Look at what he says. Luke chapter 7, verses 7 to 10. 
Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. He was very humble man, but said the word, and my servant will be healed. Say the word. Just speak one word. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. This centurion was under the authority of Caesar, and he has soldier under him. We learn a lot from this lesson. And I say to one, "Go," and he goes; and to another, "Come," and he comes; and to my servant, "Do this," and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marvelled at him, and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, "Jesus heard this thing and marvelled." You know, Jesus did not marvel easily at anything, but this man made Jesus marvel. Wow! This is not even a people in the church. This is not even a preacher. This is not even a member of a local church. He just Gentile. He is not a theologian, but he was so full of faith. He has great faith. He used this as a lesson to teach the disciple. I say to you, I have not found such great faith. And even in Israel, if we change the word to today, I have not found such great faith even in the local churches. Even among the pastors and those who were sent, returning to the house and found the servant well, who had been sick. We learn the lesson from this centurion and from the life of Jesus. The centurion say, "You have authority. You are under the Father. I have authority. I am under Caesar." And I have authority over my soldier. If I say go, they have to go. They cannot say if and or but. There is no argument. There is no question. When the Roman commander spoke to the soldier, they have to do it. They cannot turn around to argue; otherwise, they would be killed at the spot. So you can see authority of the centurion. And the centurion say, "Jesus, you have authority." You don't need to come to my house and pray a long, long prayer. You just say one word. He said, "Go along with." We read a while ago in Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verse four. We read a while ago where the word of a king is there is power. We read a while ago in Job chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-eight. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. Is that what happened to Jesus? He declared healed, and it was established for him. He say one word, and the servant was healed. We learn the lesson from this: that in order to exercise authority, we use our word. But very important is we ourselves need to submit to the authority of God. We need to honor and respect Him and His word. Jesus is the commander. Of our soul, of his army, and we are his soldier. We fight a good fight of faith. We endure hardships as good soldier of God, and we are the commander on earth here. We are kings. He is the king of all kings, and we are kings on earth here. And we can exercise authority, but in order to exercise authority by saying something on earth, we need to submit to his authority, and not only that, we need to honor. His authority and His word. I give you example. If you come to our commander of this army, mean Jesus, and say, "Jesus, I'm sick. Can you please heal me?" And Jesus is say to you, "By my stripe you are healed." And you turn around, but Jesus, but I don't believe it. The doctor told me I'm sick. My symptoms still there. I don't think so, Jesus. You think you can exercise authority? No, because you did not respect and honor his word. You did not. You argue with the commander, and then you cannot exercise authority on earth here. I give you example. Yesterday, I worked very hard lately because I have to go to Thailand in a week, and I just came back from camp, so I have to clean up a lot of work before I go out of town for the mission trip. And I went to bed late, did not have enough sleep. I woke up yesterday with sore throat because I did not have enough sleep. 
right away, I walk into the hospital. I believe the word. I honor the word of God that by the stripe of Jesus Christ, I'm healed. I just say to my throat, get out of here, this sore throat. You cannot be here. Within an hour, it's gone. I actually get Citromax in my pocket. You know Citromax, CPAC, the antibiotic, just in case. But I just going to do my faith first, my homework, before I take Citromax. Citromax still in my pocket. I haven't opened the package yet. Amen? You can exercise authority. When you submit to his authority and you honor his word, when you come to Jesus, permission, sir, be healed. You don't come to Jesus, yes, but, but, let let me argue with you a little bit, Jesus. If you want to exercise authority here on earth by saying word, you need to submit to the king of all kings and honor this book called the Bible. Whatever he say, it means it, and you say yes to it. That's what the centurion tried to say. I submit to authority over me, and people under me will submit to my authority. I say only one word, it shall be done. The same thing in our life, we submit to the authority of God, and we can say one word, it shall be done on earth here. Amen? We need to learn how to rule and reign in this life. If the head of the church, Jesus, say, be healed. It's good for the centurion. It's good for me too. And if you argue, it means you don't submit to his authority. You can see many, many parts of the Bible that Jesus did not kneel down and pray for 10 minutes. Jesus did not pray to the Father when he faced situation that he has to deal with the enemy. Look at John chapter 4, 50 to 53. John chapter 4. 50 to 53. Jesus said to him, Go your ways, your son lives. So the man believed the word. Everyone say, believe. believe. That Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servant met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed, and his whole house whole. Did Jesus nail on the ground and say, Father in heaven, could you please heal the son of this young man, the noble man? Did he say that? Did he do that? No. He said, Go home, your son lives. He said, ruling and reigning, a king. Hey, go, fine. That's how Jesus walked on earth here. That's how Jesus ruled and reigned on earth. He spoke words and miracles happened. When Jesus met the mother-in-law of Peter, he did not speak to Peter. He did not pray to the father. He did not talk to the mother-in-law, how are you doing? Let me get Tylenol for you. Maybe you can take some antibiotic and Tylenol. What did he do? Look at Luke chapter 4, 38 to 39. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. And they made requests of him concerning her. So he stood over her. You see, Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. Jesus spoke to the tree. Jesus spoke to the wind. Jesus spoke to the fever. Did the fever listen to him? Yes. He exercised dominion, authority, and power over the sickness and disease and curses and problem and demon in this world. He did not run to the Pharisee and say, could you pray for me? He did not ask the Father to do the job for him. A lot of Christians, instead of speaking, they're praying. And they ask the Father to do the job for them. That's why nothing happened. It's your job to speak as kings on earth here. You need to exercise your authority. Throughout the Bible, 
you can see when the a leper came to Jesus, he did not kneel down and lay hand on the leper and pray for ten minutes. He said, "Clean, go home." When a paralytic man came to Jesus, he said, "Rise up, pick up your bed, and walk." When a man at the pool of Bethesda met Jesus in John chapter five, he said, "Rise up, pick up your bed, and walk." When Jesus met a man with a withered hand in Luke chapter six, he said, "Stretch out your hand." He did not pray for that man. And when he met a blind man, he said, "According to your faith, let it be done to you." He spoke, spoke, spoke. He said it. Some of you may argue with me right now. That is Jesus. That's not me. But do you need to remember? Jesus was a son of man. He was a man walking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to show us how to walk on earth here, Amen. and he is the best example. Whatever Jesus did is a revelation of the Father to show us how to walk victoriously on earth. He is our good teacher and example. Amen. Luke chapter thirteen verses ten to thirteen. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, eighteen years, was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, "Listen carefully." Said to her, he did not pray. Everyone say, he did not pray. He said to her, "Woman, you are loose from your infirmity," and he laid his hand on her. If you don't like the laying of a hand, you need to talk to Jesus. He lay hand a lot, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Amen. Some of us may need to cut down on the prayer, praying, but do more of the saying, and you're going to see the result. Speak with authority. Amen. Jesus spoke to the tree in Mark chapter 11, and. No one can do better than him. He is the best example for us. If he did that, he spoke to the tree. He spoke to the fever. He spoke to demon. He spoke to sickness. He spoke to the wind. What should we do? We should speak to. We exercise authority by speaking. But before we can speak like that, we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know that we are authorized. We are ordained to have power and authority. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to walk by faith. We need to build up by our faith each day. And you can see that in your life, you can rule and reign. The devil cannot do anything to you anymore. Amen. Sickness come, go very fast. You will rule and reign in this life. I come to that point in my life now that I can rule and reign more than last year, than ten years ago, because I practice what I teach you. I know this thing for many years. I practice and practice and practice, and I see the result in my own life. Jesus warns us that our words are important. In Matthew chapter twelve, verses thirty-six to thirty-seven, but I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. You will have to give account. Of every single meaningless word that you speak on earth here, therefore be careful. Don't say, "My bad eyes, my bad knees. I am in terrible situation," because when you say that, you decree it. Yesterday, I give you example. I operated on a difficult case for many hours. My mind keep telling me this is tough. But I did not open my mouth and say it. I just say it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. I just speak positive because I decree the positive thing to my patient. This morning I walk into Overlake Hospital, see all my patients. They all do well, smile, want to go home, happy, no more pain, because I decree it. I don't say, "Oh, tough. He's gonna be in trouble. Oh, complication gonna come." No way. I speak positive to my patient. I decree it because I'm the king on earth here to rule and reign with the authority and power in my words that I can speak and decree. 
whatever I decree, it will be established for me. Amen. The word of the King, there is power. Look at Mark chapter 11, verses 21 to 25. Mark 11, 21 to 25. We learn from the life of Jesus here. Then Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. Jesus walked by a fig tree and said, you will not produce any more fruit. You will wither. And by the next day, the tree withered. Peter saw that. Wow, this is something interesting. It happened according to what he said. Look at verse 22 to 25. I believe Jesus did that to teach the disciple and us a very good lesson. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. You need to have faith in God. Lately, God spoke to me. Make sure that my people in this church grow in faith every single year. Your faith this year must be greater than it was last year. Your faith next year must be greater than it is this year. You need to keep growing in your faith because faith is going to give you victory. Amen? You need to know your God and you need to have great faith. For surely I say to you, whoever say to this mountain, be removed and be cast, everyone say, say. Jesus did not say, whoever pray to the Father about the mountain, whoever says to the mountain, your problem in life, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever thing you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Faith and love have to work together. The Bible says faith worked by love. You need to forgive people who offend you, and your faith will work. Amen? So Jesus says, say to the mountain, it will happen. Look at Matthew 21, 20 to 22. Matthew 21, 20 to 22. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? Listen carefully what Jesus said. So Jesus answered and said to them, Actually, I say to you, if you have faith, then do not doubt. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree. Who would do to the fig tree? Jesus, the pastor, the apostle. You mean who? We, every Christian. You mean all of you in this room and who listen to this teaching will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, be living and you will receive. Everyone say, ruling, reigning, with my word, I speak, I decree, it will be established for me. Amen. Many of you say, oh, that scripture, Jesus can curse the fig tree. I'm just a human being, I cannot do it. Jesus answered, you will not only do what I did, but you will do greater. You can even speak to the mountain. And the mountain will move for you if you speak by faith. Amen? Amen? I want to encourage all of you to practice this lesson. If you don't have enough faith yet, faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the Word of God. Get the CD. Get the MP3. Listen again and again. Build your faith. I want to speak to the members of New Hope International Church. Don't take it for granted. You're so close to me. You think that you can listen to me every Sunday, most of the Sunday, and you just ignore the CD ministry. Big mistake. Because you have six more days to listen. We have so many lessons in the past. How to pray, how to honor God, how to walk with God. So many lessons that I don't want to preach again and again. Listen. Get into your car. Listen to those teachings and build your faith. Because the more faith you have, the more you see miracle 
and you see victory. Take the advantage of the technology. Amen. Build your faith, and I want to encourage you. You can rule and reign. You need to determine that sickness and disease will not rule over you. I'm gonna live to the old age, and preaching the gospel to hundred years old, hundred twenty years old. I'm not accepting die early cancer and sickness and heart disease, and I believe in the same way that my members here will not die soon. We will not need the surgery. We will not need long lists of medication. I'm going to speak like that to you every Sunday. You're going to be healthy and strong. I decree it. <laughs> Yesterday, I performed surgery, and I thank God no one in this church has undergone surgery for many years. Amen. I haven't performed any funeral ceremony for a long time because no one died in this church. Amen. We need to determine that curses will not rule over you. You need to determine that Satan cannot attack you. If he come, you submit to God and say, "Get out of here." Every time I look at my grandchildren, Nora and Josiah, I look at them and I pray for them and I say, "Satan, you cannot touch my grandchildren." And they are healthy, happy, eating, sleeping, doing fine. Because the grandfather exercised faith. Get out of here! Don't touch my grandchildren. Don't touch the member of this church. You cannot touch the member of this church. I exercise authority. Amen. Sometimes I see your face in the Facebook. I don't tell you whose name, but sometimes I see the Facebook come up and I look at your face in the Facebook. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, bless them. Blessing, blessing, devil! You cannot touch these people. Amen. Hallelujah! Exercise your authority. You don't need to be stuck in the rut, being poor forever. You can pay off your house soon, and you can write big check to give to the poor, give to the ministry. Amen. You can have more than enough. You don't need to live in poverty. I'm not a prosperity preacher. Don't take me wrong. But I believe that our God is prosperous. To be believed that our God can help us. We can decree. If you get stuck now in the work on Sunday, you speak in the name of Jesus. I decree that I will get a new job that I can be off on Sunday, and it will come to me so I can serve God. And go to care group and go to church on Sunday. You speak it. Don't yield to the situation. Amen. Last three days I was on call. I exercised this lesson. I woke up on Thursday morning, start on call. I say, this next three days, I will not be called to any bad cases in the ER. I can spend time with my family. I can prepare my teaching. And I will see one case that have only back problem and will be operated on and uh, get some income. And you know what happened? Don't tell anybody. It happened. <laughs> no bad cases happened in the ER in the emergency room. And I saw one lady who need the surgery, and she said, "Okay, I'll call you back." I exercise authority to demand what happened in the emergency room. You may think this guy is crazy. No, I need to dictate my life by speaking. I'm the king. I cannot just let the devil rule over me. Amen. We rule and reign. We have dominion on earth here by the abundance of grace and by the gift of righteousness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue to learn about ruling and reigning next week. Oh, this is just the beginning. This is just A B C. What I'm speaking to this point is A B C. We still. This is the third lesson. I have seven more lessons to teach you. So don't think that you graduate yet. We have so much to learn how to rule and reign in this life. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow, the time. We should have church service for four hours. This is too short. Two hours too short. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us so much. And we believe, Father, if we practice this, you never lie. You are the same God that 
Jesus is serving 2,000 years ago. The same principle Jesus was using on earth, we still use it today according to what you say in the Bible. Lord, remind all of us when we should pray and when we should say. Father, teach us how to walk in victory as kings on earth here. Your people will never be the same. We'll see miracles and power and dominion and the enemy cannot touch their finances, their health, their family, their spouse, their kids, their grandkids, they will rule and reign in this life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The reason why we need to let the file of God touch people on a regular basis because the word of God just renew your mind. But the person, the Holy Spirit, is the one who go in and change you inside. Without the Holy Spirit, you will be a frustrated Christian who just know the word but cannot do it. I give you an example. There is a member in our church. He does not come to this service. He come, he go to the north service and afternoon service here. This man grew up in a Christian family but addicted to pornography and also alcohol. He, when he first came to our church, he's still drinking, he's still watching pornography. And he said that I'm a Christian. And he struggled and struggled and struggled. He cussed, he said bad things all the time. For the first few years he came, we did not have the file of God. But lately, he come out to the prayer line every single Sunday. He got touched. And you can see the change little by little. Now he emailed me every single day. The scripture. He's on fire. He doesn't want to go to hell. He's, he wants to live a holy life. He's changed so much. Even though he grew up in a Christian home, he know all the Bible, he read the Bible, but he couldn't do it until the file of God went in and chased out all the evil thing out of his life. I know that this is something that some of you are not used to. But actually, it's the way of Jesus. Jesus did not only preach the word, he laid hand on people and he cast out demons. A lot of you think that demons are only people who go out and rob the bank and kill somebody, criminal. It can be demon that cause you to have doubt, demon that cause you to be lazy, you don't want to read the Bible. I can be a life testimony since the file of God touched me all this year, again and again, I've changed so much. I don't know how to explain. It's good. He changed me and passed that so much. That's why if God give me this anointing, this grace, and I keep it with me without giving to you, I'm very selfish. I need to give to you. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away By your only son Bring me your tired You said Bring me your weak Bring me your hungry masses We seek your glory
Come on.